Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we have Mr. Jared Krauss from Buying Online Businesses. Now, Jared is a gun when it comes to online digital properties. That's right. So not just going and buying a house, he's going and buying websites, going and buying online businesses and using them to grow, using them to really build up an online portfolio that can bring you a passive, if you want to use that term, passive income on the regular. So he breaks down how his clients go out there and get 20 to 30% return on their money each and every year and consistently do that by identifying the right online properties. So I, of course, ask him, where are the secrets? Where do we go to find these secret properties? So if you've ever looked at and gone, how do I build a business that can work without me having to be and open a shop every day, without me having to go and go and open the doors in a building and without having to have hundreds and hundreds of staff, this is an episode you will not want to miss. And of course, we ask him the hard questions in here as well. So if you've ever wanted to grow a business online, this is the episode for you. Let's jump into the show. Jared, sir, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Thanks, Kim. Great to be here. Appreciate it too. Great to have you. Now, I always like to start every podcast off with the same question, which is, Jared, if I met you at a party and we we're chatting away and we we're going back and forth and I said, Jared, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? <laughs> That's a good question. I teach people to buy website businesses. And I've actually experimented. I love this question. I've actually experimented with my answer so much with this because upon my travels, like as you know, I've done a bunch of traveling. People would always ask me, what do you do? What do you do? And I used to experiment telling people like, hey, I, I play tennis and I surf and sometimes I breathe and like just stupid <laughs> things like that and see people's reactions. Because I think the default that people always like always go to is like, what do you do? for work but the for work thing isn't in that because i know that you do a lot of things outside of work that you actually love right right kim as, as do yeah. i and in fact that's why i'm in business so i can do more of that yeah that's uh, such a great answer and i think it is it's very important because you say well, what is it that you actually do in uh, you know in in the context of what so it's always mm. an interesting one mm. now you said obviously buy website businesses mm. It's provocative. It gets the people going. What is a website <laughs> business like? Tell like, is it a business that has websites? Is it a website? Like, fill us in a little bit more because you do some pretty cool stuff, and you've had me on your podcast and shared a bit about what it is that you do. But I really want to kind of get into the meat and potatoes of it all. Yeah, cool. So a lot of people come to me and say, "Hey, Jared, I, I want to buy a website business that's already making money." And that's how I sort of started in this. I bought a couple of businesses myself and people were like, "Hey, dude, you need to teach me this stuff in a course." And went away and put all that stuff together. He said, "Got the podcast and all that stuff." But what what we actually do is people come in and they're like, "Hey, I want to buy a website business that's already making money so I can just buy it and have that as an income stream." And a lot of people like we talked about on our podcast on my episode the other day about the side hustle thing. A lot of people use that as their side hustle whilst they're working and build that up to a certain level so they can replace their their income. And why this is super valuable is because a lot of people, like it's really hard to start. They try to start a website business. It's really, really hard, like or any business for that matter, like 90% of all startups fail. 
And so I learned that hard way. <laughs> and so many other people have, and they thought, well, far out. Like if I can just buy one that's within that 10%, that's got the success, successful marketing plan, the successful traffic, sales, it's doing all its thing. I can just come in, buy it, do a few things, tweak it and run it and grow it. And yeah, that's a, it's an easier entry point for those people who want to want to skip that failure at basically. Mm. Uh, so, so many questions popping into my head after saying that. First one for mm. you, how many website businesses, is it three that you have or you had three and you've sold a couple or? Yeah, I had three. I've had more, but three and I'm down to two now, which is good. I sold one just before this COVID thing went crazy in March over in Australia. And that was e-commerce business. And then, yeah, we're looking at buying, buying some more. Mm. Love that. Yeah. So guys, if you have you know, website businesses for sale, Jared Demandus V2, or if yeah, you want to up. buy them. Yeah. yeah. And so fill us in because with a website business, right? For me, automatically in my head, I know a couple of different styles of them, but some people were like, oh, like you mentioned, e-commerce, businesses that sell products. Is it businesses that sell information? Like what sort of website businesses are out there? Yeah, there's, there's a good question, man. There's three main type of business models and there's hybrids between those ones as well. The first one I'll talk about is content websites, which are basically websites like blogs that produce content like information, how-to type stuff, which is educational stuff. And through doing that, they'll put affiliate links on their site or they have ads on their site and that's how they monetize it and make money. So they're content websites. Then you have e-commerce websites, which is, you know, probably what more about like what you focus on with your social voice is, is teaching people how to sell their physical products and also their digital products. So they could be information, you know, courses, or a lot of the time it's people selling physical products like, you know, basketballs and, and, you know, home furniture or whatever it is. And those types of businesses could be, you know, drop shipping. It could be sell product distribution or using a 3PL, which is a third-party logistics or auto-fulfillment agency. But a big one that's really popular now is FBA, and it's been popular for about four years, which is fulfillment by Amazon, where you can get a bunch of products made either in Australia, US, China, ship it to an Amazon warehouse. You can upload that to Amazon, and when they sell, that warehouse will just send out your product for you. So they basically do all that third-party logistics shipping. There's two types there. You've got content and then e-commerce sites. And the last one is membership and SaaS sort of website businesses. So if you think of Netflix, they're selling entertainment and people pay per month to get access to that entertainment. Or another one might be like a software like Zero uh, or QuickBooks where people pay per month to have access to that tool or that software. And it could be a membership like mine. People will pay per month to get access to my courses and my information and education and learn from that. So there's different types of niches within each of those business models. And then sometimes they can be a cross-pollination. Like I could sell physical products myself on my site, Kim, or I could have an affiliate link, which I actually do. I've got affiliate links to different tools that we use as well. Not that it makes a bunch of money, but you can do do hybrids and there's, there's many cool different things that you can do. Yeah. So that hopefully that's not too much of an information overload for the listeners. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's good because it's always curious. If you hear someone say, it's like, oh, I've got a website business. There's so many different variations of, and it's always just interesting to see because, you know, when I first heard about what you're doing and I've, I've seen other people that have you know sold websites and things before, and I'm very just interested to see the 
the different approaches that you can have. And I mean, the, one of the questions that pops into my mind when I hear that, and I'm sure the listeners or watchers as well, is let's just say that you know I, I do come across a website and that's for sale and maybe they've got these things in there. I want to ask um, in, a, in a moment about some of the pitfalls and whatnot, but what sort of, if I'm just someone who's looking to bring this one as part of a side hustle and then maybe make it bigger, what sort of profitability and income can come from some of these if they're on the market? And I know that there's a range, there's probably, you can buy some for a couple of grand up to a couple of hundred grand. But mm. like, is there, a, is there a sweet spot where it's like X dollars in, you should be getting Y dollars back when you're looking at these sorts of deals? Yeah, that's a great question. Normally, I base the returns on a 20 to 30% return on your investment. So let's just stick with round numbers here. If you're going to buy a $10,000 website, roughly per year, you'd be returning about 2 to 3K net profit. Now, if you're going to buy a 100K website, roughly per year, you'll be making around twenty to $30,000 in net profit. So that's net profit. That's not like revenue after all, all the expenses. And what you can do is you can scale those and build those up. So that business may be worth 150K in two years' time and whatnot. But it also depends on the business model. And I know that there's different pitfalls that you're, we're going to get into soon and sort of risks that people need to look out for. But that's what I like to base the numbers off is a 20 to 30% return on your investment per year. And so that means roughly it can take you three to four years to get 100% return back on your money, which is quite exceptional when you're looking at investing in real estate or in the stock market, you know, it's five to 7%. There's also, it's not like as safe as houses, like real estate is a harder boat to rock in terms of risk with an online business things can change so quick. Like, you know, the effects of an algorithm changing in Facebook or Instagram, and it can really rock people's marketing campaigns and strategies. And um, there's so many other algorithms online that can rock businesses as well. So, yeah. With that, as you mentioned, like obviously there's some risk. Well, one of the things I want to ask first before we dive into a little bit of that is around what sort of experience or skill level? Like if I go out there, can I, as a, I'm a novice, I have a business or I have a job, not really super technical, not really you know crazy on the back end of websites or, or even maybe marketing, maybe a little bit of experience there. Can I still get a good result? going through that or do I have to have a whole bunch of skills to before I would even look at taking on and, and investing in and purchasing a website business? Yeah. The answer is anybody who is com- fully committed to learning will get a result. So you could have, you know, say if you were to come to me, Kim, and you say, hey, Jared, I know nothing about website businesses or online businesses, but I want to buy a business so I can replace my income and do nothing. And that you just want that business to sit there and make money. You don't have to do anything. Now, if you went and bought that, I wouldn't work with you in the first place, no offense, but with an attitude, I know you don't have that attitude, but for somebody who wants to just buy something that's just going to sit there and tick over and make money, this is not the investment strategy or the investment route for you. But if somebody comes to me like you, Kim, and is like hungry, 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 like, and keen for growth, like you and I are very similar in that sense and that you say, hey, Joe, I know nothing about website businesses, but I want to buy one and I'm going to do everything in my power to learn as much as I can about digital marketing or SEO or whatever it is to grow that business. 
can I do this? And my answer is 100% yes. As long as you have the, the commitment to learn what you need to learn to grow that business after you've bought it, of course. And in fact, it's really hard to, like when somebody, a novice comes to start a website business, it's so hard for them to get off the ground because the time it takes for them to learn what they need to do to get to maybe you know 500 bucks a month or $1,000 a month for their business, it takes a long, long time and more often than not, they're going to fail, which is why that failure rate is so high, 90% and above. But that person who comes to say me that's a total novice and says, hey, Jared, I know nothing, but I want to buy a business. They can go away and buy a business that's already making that income. They've skipped that whole failure rate. And plus, they're going to learn the integrate and make sure in APA, which is our asset purchase agreement, that we have a certain training period with the previous owner of the business. And they basically teach you how to run the whole business. They teach you how to do the like how to do the marketing, how to fulfill the orders, how to you know create the content. So that education alone is is amazing from a person who's already built a successful business. So somebody that's committed and a novice is completely able to to do this. Yeah, I think there's like one of the big that you've already touched on, like one of the things to to mitigate and avoid. Of the risk and pitfalls is number one, find the right person to give you that information. Because that just little part that you shared there about getting that ex-owner to teach you and sit down with, I'm sure that's like, that's completely invaluable. Like as you said, you wouldn't be able to get that anywhere else just taking something over. But mm. what are a couple of the other kind of like common pitfalls that people would be seeing if they start going through and like looking at purchasing a website business and they're like, oh, like what should they look out for? Because I know when you mentioned things like, drop shipping and stuff to me I automatically I'm like, is there is there risks i have to mitigate being like if i'm buying stuff like especially now like from china or overseas yeah. and then other people just like knocking off my products and stuff like what, what are some of the you know the high level maybe like top two or three risks that you got to keep your eye out for it really depends on the business model so if you're going to be in a content buying a content site an e-commerce site or a SaaS slash memberships membership site it changes and and it's it's different between those three. So how about what I do is I answer one for each of those. Perfect, yeah. So with a content website, the biggest risk is most sites are very reliant on organic traffic. So that's having a good SEO profile and organic traffic coming from search engines such as Google, Yahoo, or Bing. And this is a risk because when Google or one of these algorithms changes their algorithm, and they update it, then sometimes websites may not be up to date with that new change and they can lose rankings of their articles and their posts. So they're not ranked as high in the search engines, which means when they're not ranked as high in the search engines, not as much traffic will go to the site, which means not as much you know, revenue comes through the site through affiliate links or ads. So that's the, that's the biggest risk with content websites or the pitfall. Now, there's obviously ways to mitigate that and, and combat that. And then you've got e-commerce sites. So e-commerce sites, there's probably the biggest risk I would say is not being savvy with what you teach, Kim. Not being savvy with your digital marketing because you can sell anything online. If you're a good digital marketer <laughs> like you, Kim, I could say, Kim, can you just sell me some hoodies and it's done, right? But 
if somebody is buying a site and they don't know anything about digital marketing, that's not a pitfall in the business. That's a pitfall in your strategy of buying the business. And I would advise against it. So number one is like, make sure you're good at digital marketing for that one. Now, the third one is, is SaaS and membership sites. Now, I think one of the biggest risks with this one is knowing how many active users or active members a site actually has. For example, I know people that have bought or have looked at buying a membership business, say they're buying Netflix and Netflix might say, just for round and easy numbers, I've got a thousand, I've got a thousand users who log in and they pay me $10 a month. So that's 10 grand a month, right? So they may say, I've got a thousand users. But when they dig deeper into their research and due diligence into that business before they buy it, they may see that, all right, this business actually only has 500 active users. So 500 people paying that $10 per month. Whereas before they said they had 10,000 users, but they're actually got only 500 of those are paying, right? So may, may, the site only may be making $5,000 a month. So that's like a 50% decrease in the business. So that's one big massive risk to look out for when you're buying a membership or a SaaS site. Another kind of small risk would be if if the data or the information or the software is out of date and then it costs you a lot of money to bring that up to date because people are going to be buying old content and old software. So that's a big risk to look out for or a pitfall to look out for. Other than that, three great ones that everyone definitely should take into consideration, as you said mm. there. And I think that that's definitely, as you mentioned, doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do it, but you, as you mentioned, like if you don't have a marketing skill or experience, like what we would teach people, you like that, that would have to adjust your strategy completely, right? Like, mm-hmm. cause you need to make sure that you can bring those, bring those things into line, or you've got to be able to partner or, or pay someone to, to do that for you. If you do want to scale it, I suppose, past past where it sits at the current moment when you're looking at it. Yeah, just like you could buy a site and go, hey, I don't, and people do this, they go, hey, I don't know much about digital marketing. Kim, can you do the marketing for this business? And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good strategy as well. And then you'd have to look at other different pitfalls before you buy the business. And there's heaps of pros and cons to everything, but that's a good strategy. Like if somebody is not committed to learning how to do the digital marketing, I mean, that's a huge task like alone. Like a business is basically sales and marketing. So if you can get somebody good on your team, by all means, do it. Yeah, I love that. And just purely out of my own curiosity, because I read it, I read it in the book. I think it was Nathan Latka's book um, that I went through, and he mentioned about Chrome plugins as a business and like a website business and sending people down that way. Have you had any experience with that or looked at that at all? By because essentially that's that's like a, almost like a SaaS, right? That you're buying hmm. is like a SaaS business, a Chrome plugin, and adding in users and stuff like that. Have you had any experience with that? And what have, what have you seen on that side? Just purely personal uh, personal question because I've been reading yeah. a bit about it. But. Yeah, I actually haven't bought any extensions or plugins, Chrome extensions or plugins. I've seen some for sale and none of my clients have actually gone through and done any due diligence on them. So what we do is people will look at businesses, they'll do due diligence, they can submit that to me. So they make sure that I look at it and say, hey, this isn't a lemon and they can go forwards. If it is, they go back to the drawing board. So I've never seen anybody look or do do due diligence on these. So I haven't had experience in purchasing these extensions or Chrome plugins, but I think it's a great way to go if you know how to market a software and if it's got an actual need in the market. So for example, when I see like Neil Patel is is a huge name in SEO, I'm sure you've heard of him. 
when he creates something, I know it's going to have a need. And if it's going to help me, I'm going to go away and get it. But, you know, if there's a big pool of users that don't actually need that service or don't need that product, then it's going to be really hard to sell it. So I think the need is more important than anything with that. But I haven't actually had the experience. And yeah, if anybody wants to buy one, hit me up because I'd love to do some due diligence on it. <laughs> yeah, because I've been looking at them and one of the strategies that uh, Nathan shares is finding one that's got a big user base and then mm. adjusting it as opposed to making it free, make it free for the first 50 uses and then it's XYZ per month and kind of adding it a paywall after. Mm. So I know that there was one point I was like, oh, I started looking into it and I was like, I don't, I don't have the time to do this because it does take a, I'm sure as you can attest to, like you've got to put in some, some effort to try and find the right ones and the right things. But that kind of comes to my next question, which is like when researching and trying to find these, like, cause I'm sure that people might be listening like, do I now just go and Google, like buy a website business and see what comes up? Like, how do you actually find these opportunities for purchasing? Cause I mean, again, there's not just like, you know, you go to a business broker trying to buy a physical business. Like where do you go to try and find these opportunities? And I'm sure there's probably some secret ones that you've got yourself up your sleeve for your, for your students as well. So you don't have to divulge all of them, but a little bit of insight. Where do people normally go to try and at least start looking for them? Yeah, we'll start with the secret ones. Are they just that? They're secrets. Like you, There's no particular place that you can go, but they, those, they come to you. So we call it deal flow where people, like if you know people in the industry that own sites or people, if people know that you teach people to buy sites or sell or you sell sites that that deal flow is going to come to you. And I get a bit of deal flow come to me, which is, which is quite cool. Now they're the kind of secret ones, but like it is pretty similar to buying a brick and mortar business, you know, a property, like when you're buying real estate is you go to the broker, right? You go to the real estate broker or you go to the business broker. If you go to type into Google website brokers, a whole bunch of different website brokers will pop up and you can go in and you can see, how much these sites are for sale. So they might, they'll say, this site is for $100,000. It's average monthly net profit, maybe $3,000 a month, right? So for $100,000, you can buy a $3,000 per month income. And this is the work that's required to run the site. These are the risks and these are the opportunities. And they, they go through them briefly. Obviously, they're trying to sell you the business because they're brokers. So you do need to take what they say with a grain of salt and do your own research. But yeah, if you go to website brokers in Google, just type that in, you'll find a bunch. We've got empireflippers.com, feinternational.com, motioninvest.com, investors.club, quiet light brokerage. You know, if you go to any of those links, then you'll find a bunch of different businesses for sale. And you'll just learn so much about it just by going to those sites. And now, again, just a curiosity question. What's the coolest website that you've seen for sale and then what was the best like the best deal that you've seen for sale that's could us come across your, your desk hmm this is really good the one of the coolest ones i think was pretty recent where i had a client he came to me and he's like hey i'm gonna buy i want to buy this business and it wasn't actually it was like a membership business right um have you heard of gum road i'm sure you've heard of gum yeah. road where you can publish books and stuff right so what they were doing is people were paying the membership for templates for different types of content. And it was a small amount of money per month, but there was a lot of active users paying. And the he was the hours required was like only a couple of hours per week to actually create the temp the template and that was it. And I would basically putting a strategy in place where he can outsource that 
and some growth strategies as well. But I just thought that was one of the cooler businesses that I've been a part of that has been purchased. And the other one was like, what's the best result? Was or- a, yeah, like the best one where it's like, oh, cool. You know, it's, it cost them <laughs> 10 grand and it makes them a billion dollars a month or something. <laughs> if anybody finds that one, send me a message. So I've been, I was actually quite lucky in my second business. And I'd have to say this is the, the best return that I've seen is it was a business that had a lot of different moving parts and it had different currencies. So it, had, it was being sold in US dollars, but there was an Aussie business and they also traded in Thai bar. So there was all these different currency conversions and the price range per product wasn't fixed. It was, cha- it, was, it was a tailored product and it was really hard to understand the financials. And I actually did due diligence on this for a month and I was just like, ah, and the business wasn't selling to anybody. And that was because nobody really was going to be going, I'm going to back this business, even though the figures look right, but I can't pinpoint that they're actually right. So for me, the gut feeling was like, and I go huge on my intuition, like I do my head smarts, but then also go back into my into my gut and my heart and, and kind of ask my body, what's, what's the right decision here? And yeah, at this time, this was in 2015, I bought this business and I bought it and I made 100% return on my investment in seven months. So for example, oh. say the business was like 50 grand, I made 50 grand. I made my money back, my 100% money back in, in seven months. And uh, everything from then on was like pure, pure profit. And uh, that's one of the more stellar deals. I've had other clients that have gotten good deals like that, where they've got their, all their money back in under 12 months, which has been quite cool. You know, that was more than five years ago there as often because more people are finding out about this space, Kim, and they're like, what the hell, 20 to 30% return on investment per year, like I need to put my money there. And that's just driven the demand for these websites up, which has driven the prices of them up as well. Mm, yes, yeah, we've got to take your podcast down, bro. No more telling people about getting these uh, 20, 30% returns anymore. to keep that stuff secret. Yeah. <laughs> just and, bleep uh, that we- bit out on the podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> One question that I didn't ask you that I should have. Mm. Does everybody get stumped on this question like me, Kim? Yeah. Okay, Pretty much. So no no so. one's just been like bang straight off the top of the yeah, bat. Yeah. It's in between what would you do if you just start over and what's the best ROI on education and help that you've ever received? Or, yeah. I like that yeah. one. Let's, let's go yeah. with that one. Let's, yeah. Let's go with that one. What's, the, what's been the best ROI? The best ROI has, has been in hiring mentors and, you know, I came back from one of my trips. I was away for 18 months. I was just surfing around South America and I came back and I asked my cousin, I was like, dude, I am going all in on this business. I'm going to spend as much money as I need to make this work. And I came, I came back and I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to hire like, I think in the first year I just spent $50,000 on two different people to help me with two different parts of my business. And if I hadn't done that, like, you know, I'm just, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm paying to learn from somebody else's mistakes. And this is the biggest sore point for me, Kim, that time that I spent first spent my first, you know, first time I ever spent more than 15 grand on a coach or a mentor. I had always been like, all right, cool. I'm going to be the self-made millionaire, the self-made entrepreneur. And actually like really, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go for it. 
it actually really fucked me up because I had this ego thing where I was like, dude, I'm, I'm going to be the self-made person, the self-made millionaire. Nobody self-made that was, I was so fixated and literal on that. Like, no, nobody, nobody's going to help me. I'm going to do this myself. And so then I went to all these free seminars and I became a bit of a seminar slut and I just went around all these different free seminars and learning all this free stuff and reading, getting free eBooks and, and reading books and listening and watching free media on YouTube. And there was just like tactic and strategy after strategy. And it just very confusing and sent me around in circles and circles. And I learned, yeah, I learned a lot, but mainly because I just made those failures. And I think the, it just really stuffed me up. Like if I had have just bit the bullet and trusted in, in that I was going to make a right decision in, in the right person and, and started buying those mentors and paying those mentors, I, I would have been light years ahead. And not to say that I'm not happy with where I'm at. I'm very grateful for where I'm at right now. But I think that if somebody else can learn that like, hey, find somebody that's just has the lifestyle you want or the business model that you want and go, dude, teach me this. Even if they're not a mentor, pay for it anyway because it will come back to you in droves. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's that's the part, a big part that people forget is that when you go to get a mentor, as you said, like you want to, I think a lot of people and entrepreneurs like, I want to do it myself, mm. which is cool. And by all means, you could have been equally as successful as, as you are now, but it probably would have taken you a lot longer. So all of that is, I like to, you know, say it's like, it's like compressing decades into days. If I can go, hey, if I'm ever going to consider buying a website now or anything like that, I know I'm just going to go straight to you. Because I haven't spent the countless years, hours researching all, and putting all the information together and identifying it. And then the same for marketing. If people are like, cool, I want to learn how to scale my business from a marketing perspective as fast as possible, they come to me because it's like, I've, I've spent 16 years doing it. So I can compress 16 years and I can be like, yeah. here's one thing that you can do to change something and it's going to make it even better for you. And then same for yourself, like, oh, here's one problem with that business you're going to buy. By all means, go buy it, make the mistake and then come and see me in two years and start again or do my program, work with me, change that one thing and then you don't have to deal with that issue. Hugely. I've, I've actually sent people to your Certified Balls event and sent people to you and like, Hey, like go away and speak to one of teams, you know, one of Kim's team and, you know, you'll find out the price of, of like what it is to work with him, but that you'll get that money back. Like that is like, it's just freaking do it. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's a, it's a very warm introduction. Not everybody gets to speak to you, Kim. And like, I've seen your work. Like I've worked with some of your disciples before and they're just, your disciples are excellent. Like it scares me to think how excellent you are. So like, (laughs) it's just, if somebody is saying, Hey, go and work with this person and they're going to help you get the result you want. You'd just be so stupid not to. So true. And guys, if you listen to anything that Jared shared today, just that one part about getting the previous owner to coach you on their business so that you Mm. can, to be honest, you might ask them some questions, but no one's going to be like, hey, I need to work with you for a couple of weeks and identify that. 
so that you can go through when you've got the business, you've got it from the person who is successfully running it. Like that's gold. Now, if people want more of that gold, Jared, they're like, cool, I can understand. And Kim's telling you, this is legit. I've been on his podcast alone for a couple of years now, like work in this space. You need to go and connect with Jared. Where's the best place for them to go to socials, website? Where's the best place to connect with you? Yeah. If you type in buying online businesses, dot com into google or buying online businesses into facebook or sorry facebook is jared kraus and jared kraus on instagram but yeah if you just type in jared kraus on google it'll pop up buying online businesses we're ranked in the top three best passive income podcast online so we're trying to trying to get above pat flynn there <laughs> it's gonna it. happen. i believe in you <laughs> yeah yeah come check it out and thanks so much for the shout out kim it's it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat oh. with you today Loved having you here, my man. And guys, if you know anyone that has thought about buying an online business or maybe they're looking at different opportunities for a side hustle, please go and share this episode with them because as we said, like help them compress their decades or hours and days of research into 35 minutes by coming and listen to Jared. And you know, if you like this episode, please do leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed wherever you're watching this so that we can see how we can better bring you amazing guests like Jared who shared this knowledge with you guys because it's hard to find good guests guys so if you guys let me know what you like you know I'll make sure I keep bringing the good people but Jared again thank you so much for joining us man really appreciate it thank you Kim appreciate it too. cheers